This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. The purpose of this video is to provide general information and education about the care of a critically ill child. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment by a qualified healthcare professional. The information contained in this video should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Accessing a Central Venous Catheter by Mary Jean Manning Please note that in this video we will be following the guidelines used at Boston Children's Hospital. Some of this information may need to be modified based on the equipment, guidelines, and practices in place in your institution. Introduction Hello. My name is Mary Jean Manning. I'm a clinical nurse specialist in pediatric critical care for the critical care department at Children's Hospital Boston. In this segment, I will be reviewing access of a central line and drawing blood specimens. Indications. You would want to perform this procedure in order to draw blood from a patient. To administer medications, fluid, or blood products in a patient with a central venous catheter in place. To provide long-term infusion therapy when peripheral access is unavailable. To provide vesicant or hyperosmolar infusions or to provide complex infusion therapies. You would also want to perform this procedure in order to check the patency of a central venous catheter that is not in use. Contraindications. Some healthcare providers would refrain from performing this procedure if they suspect the presence of a thrombus or an infection in the central line, which may manifest itself as an excess amount of fluid and or discharge at the insertion site of the central line. A fracture or disruption of the central line would also prompt healthcare providers to refrain from performing this procedure. Equipment. You will need the following equipment to perform the procedure. A 3 ml syringe shown here on the left and a 10 ml syringe shown on the right. Point of clarification. Syringe sizes and uses. Note that two different sizes of syringes are generally used for this procedure. A larger 10 milliliter syringe is used for flushing the catheter and checking for a blood return. A smaller 3 milliliter syringe is used when collecting blood to perform blood tests. Saline flush. Blood specimen containers. Antiseptic wipes. 2 by 2 gauze, clean gloves, 
hand sanitizer. Procedure. So to begin, we always begin by explaining to the patient if it's age appropriate and cleaning our hands. I'm using an antiseptic sanitizer. If my hands are soiled, I would use soap and water scrub. After explaining to the patient, we would get our equipment ready and I would start with gloves. This is not a sterile procedure, so clean gloves are adequate and there's no need for a mask. Next, I will open my 2x2 gauze sponge. chloroprep or antiseptic wipe that your institution uses, we place that right on top of the 2x2 two two gauze. I pick up the appropriate tube ending and take my antiseptic swab and 2x2 two two gauze, wrap it firmly around the end and scrub. Here in the MS ICU at Children's Hospital Boston, we scrub for 30 seconds. We have found this reduces our error, our chance of central line infections. Other institutions in other areas may use less time to scrub, for instance, 10 or 15 seconds. Please go by your own institution's policy. Once we have scrubbed for 30 seconds. We let it dry for 30 seconds. We have found that letting it dry prevents stickiness from forming around the site. Therefore, if tubing or a syringe is attached, it will be easier and won't stick when we discard it from the device. So once that is dry, we will take a normal saline filled syringe empty the air out of the syringe and directly attach again this is equipment that we use at Children's Hospital Boston please use the proper equipment as per your institution first we will flush slightly to make sure the tubing is patent. Always pull back to make sure you have a blood return as well. Showing a blood return and flushing to note resistance will tell you if your line is patent. Once I know that I have good flow and blood draw, I can prepare to draw blood. If at all you meet resistance when flushing or cannot get a blood return, please refer to the appropriate personnel. Once clean and dry, 
and flushed, I now can draw my blood. Whatever size syringe is needed depending on the amount of blood to be drawn. Once the specimen is drawn, it should be prepared and placed in the appropriate blood specimen tubing. A second 2 by 2 gauze and antiseptic wipe should be prepared at this time to cleanse the line one more time. It is not necessary to scrub for another 30 seconds. 10 seconds should be fine. Again, it should be, you should check for patency and flush your line as to prevent any clotting. So with a saline, sterile saline syringe, I will flush and make sure I don't meet any resistance. This cleans blood out of the end of the line to prevent clotting. Complications. The complications that you may observe include infection, air embolism, dislodgement of a thrombus, dislodgement of the central line catheter itself. Please note that you may or may not observe any of these complications during or following this procedure. I encourage you to monitor your patient closely for signs or symptoms of complications and to be prepared to manage them, which includes having the necessary equipment available to treat the complications should any arise. Assessment and Monitoring First of all, it is important to monitor the ease or difficulty with obtaining a blood return. You will also want to assess the ease or difficulty when flushing the catheter with normal saline. Lastly, if placement is in or near the right atrium, be sure to monitor for any arrhythmias. Documentation Following central line access, you should document the following information in the patient's medical record. The indication for the procedure. The date and time of the procedure. Type, size, and position of the central venous line. Appearance of the insertion site. The ease or difficulty with obtaining a blood return when flushing the catheter. Any medications that are administered through the central line during this procedure. Any adverse outcomes. And that's the end of this segment. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.